what it means to be the oracle of God. The word oracle means to have utterance. What I'm doing right now, when you are hearing me speaking, the utterance that I'm saying, that is, I am the oracle housing that voice that is inside of me. Think about a machine, their voice is coming out of that machine. That machine is the oracle. But it's a little bit more than that. The reason why I say machine is because the voice inside the machine does not belong to the machine. An oracle is someone who gives voice or who gives the vocalization to the voice that's inside. So when you say someone is an oracle, you are saying someone who is speaking on behalf of a voice that's inside, a mystery that is the oracle. Luke chapter 9, verse 35. Let's turn there. And it came to pass about eight days after these saying, he took Peter, John, and James, went up to the mountain to pray. And as they prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of the disease which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. When they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they fear as they entered into the cloud, and there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone, and they kept it closed, and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. Here we see a story of God speaking in an audible voice that men can hear. Not just Jesus, but the three disciples who were there also heard this voice, this audible voice. Imagine if God speaks to you today. What would you think? So from a man who has faith would say, I, ha I would be so scared. I know for a lot of you here, when you hear God speak, you would say, I ain't no voice of God. We are living in a time, an environment, where the supernatural has become something of skepticism. We've heard in the news time past, never heard of miracles anymore. We don't think that we can hear the voice of God. And you know what? If you don't believe God, if you don't believe that he's here, then he cannot be heard by you. God can only be approached if you have faith. If you don't have faith, you cannot approach God. So if you don't believe that you can hear God's voice, then you know what? You will never hear God's voice. But God does speak. He spoke in the time past. He spoke on the road to Damascus. And the Apostle Paul was on the road to Damascus. And that was the voice of Jesus speaking to the Apostle Paul. So we know that God can communicate with us audibly. We can hear God. That is why I'm keep going back and referring to the concept of auditory. The fact that you are here sitting in the church today, partaking in the life of the church, when we partaking in the auditory voice 
of the scripture, the reason why I decided to read the Bible to you today, because you need to hear it. And in that hearing of the scripture, there's life. When Jesus was preaching back in the old days, when he came into the synagogue, they hand him the Torah, or they hand him the prophets, and what did he do? He started reading from the prophets. Isaiah 53, did you remember that story? And after he had read from the Torah, he returned and he said, today is the scripture fulfilled. So in the tradition of the church that God has established, the scripture has always been prominent and that we speak and you and I, we need to speak so that the life of God can be given through what we say. Wisdom is imparted by speaking. That's how wisdom is imparted. In the beginning, God created the earth, and in the book of Proverbs, it says that, and wisdom was there at creation. Wisdom was there at creation, which means that God spoke in this wisdom, and creation happened. Wisdom comes when we speak, when we communicate with one another. That is where wisdom is communicated and shared with us. It begins with knowledge, and then it goes into understanding, and then it comes out after we have understand, we have wisdom. So wisdom is communicated with us and through us. When that happens, when wisdom is communicated through us, it is said that we are called the oracles of God. We, of course, inherently don't have the spiritual wisdom, but God is wisdom, and we act as this body that speaks the wisdom of God, we have become the oracles of God. That's what it means. But for you and I to become the oracle of God, we first need to hear him. Interestingly, in this story, you don't hear Jesus speak at all. He did not speak. It was the voice of God that spoke in the story. And the voice of God only said this, Confirming Jesus Christ was his son. And number two, stop speaking and listen to him. Because whatever comes from us does not make us the oracle of God. It just makes us the oracle of ourselves. And that's not what we want to be. If you and I, we want to be the oracle of God, we must stop speaking out of our own mind, our own words, our own ways, and begin to speak. No, begin to hear Jesus Christ. Listen to him. When we have listened to him, then the wisdom of God can be imparted to us in terms of our listening, parsing out what we have heard, learning from it, and then formulating wisdom. Then there came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. In Revelation 2.7, he that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. To him overcome, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. We all profess that we have ears, we can hear. What's important here is, what are we hearing? What is that thing, those things that we are hearing? It's important because whatever you hear may inform you. If we hear Jesus Christ, then you will be formed according to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit in Revelation 2.7 says, the Spirit 
speaking to the churches. The Spirit is speaking to the churches. So the Spirit, when we congregate, when we come together here, the Holy Spirit is speaking in the church of God. And if we hear, if we listen to the Spirit speaking, then we can partake in what the Scripture says, the tree of life. It's fascinating. In the garden, there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil that you're not supposed to eat. And then there's the tree of life you're supposed to eat. You see, wisdom doesn't come when we take it. Wisdom comes when we have life. Because life is God and God is wisdom. What we see in the manifestation of that wisdom, if we take the manifestation of the wisdom, we don't have it. All we have is condemnation. But if you take life, if you take God, then you can have wisdom because you begin to speak God. You become the oracle of God. And the first oracle of God is Jesus Christ. Let's review. When God spoke to the people, just like in the story, when God spoke, it was in the cloud. They enter into the cloud, and in that cloud, they hear the voice of God. And the voice of God says, It's my beloved son, hear him. Now, how do we hear God's voice? We need to enter into the cloud. Well, there's no cloud. In the Old Testament, there was a cloud, pillar of fire by night and cloud by day. But the way that people hear God speak is they get into the Holy of Holies. Not they, but the high priests get into the Holy of Holies. And when God appears, God speaks to them in the Holy of Holies, audibly. The presence of God, the glory of God is called the divine glory or the Shekinah glory of God, meaning the divine presence of God. It is not that they see God's face, but they see his presence manifested in a way that we can see. Think about it this way. Can you look at the sun? No, you can't look at the sun because it's, it's too bright. can't look at the sun. But because the sun shines the light, you can see everything. The ray or the photons that came from the sun, that took eight minutes from the sun to get here, it gives us what we can see. It allows us to see things. One day, about given about 4 billion year, 4.5 billion year, what happened to the sun? Yes, it will explode. It will consume all of its hydrogen. And then, well, our sun doesn't really technically explode because it's such a small sun. What it does is, go, well, it gets big and then it implodes and it becomes a, a, a red dwarf. Well, it's not that small, but it's too small to explode. What is it called? Supernova? In this holy of holies, God appeared to men and he spoke. And when God appears, there's something that the high priest can see. And that is the glorious light of God. God meets with us when we come into the most holy place. But the tabernacle is gone. The temple was destroyed. The ark was missing. And so what we have uh, after the time of captivity, the Lord Jesus Christ was incarnate in the flesh, came into being. The Lord Jesus Christ became both the presence of God. He was the ark, as you can say, because he, he has to capture the essence of God, because we see here on Mount Tabor, he transfigured. Okay, so he was the glory. He was the voice that God communicated with the high priest. He was the voice of God. When he spoke, it was God's voice. He was the high priest. And he also was the sacrificial lamb. It was all in this one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the complete salvation package that God has given to us. The Lord Jesus Christ embodied everything that we need for salvation. Wherever he went, 
whatever he spoke, that was God's voice speaking to us. That is why this scripture says, listen to him. What he said was the voice of God, the thought of God, the will of God, expressed in a way that men at that time, if you understood Aramaic, you are listening to God's voice at the time. Fascinating, isn't it? Imagine if he decided to born in America, and he walked around and he spoke English, and we listened to him, we are hearing God's voice. That would be, that would be awesome, isn't it? That's what happened. When Jesus walked, and he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, he said, the glory of God shone on the face of Jesus Christ. We don't need the ark anymore. We don't need the tabernacle anymore because Jesus Christ appeared in the flesh for us. Now, he only lived for 33 years. So we know that his time, his presence, it was only transitory because after Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, then we left with, well, how do you hear God's voice? This is why God says in the beginning was the word, not man, physical person like us. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh so that we can see and behold him, and also we can receive him. So Jesus Christ became this embodiment of God's word. When we receive him, we're not receiving Christ's flesh. What we do when we take communion, that's how you get life. But by faith, we receive his word in us. And how do you receive his word in us? You were here last week. Jesus Christ's word was the seed and was planted, and we get grafted into the tree. And now we receive the word through the tree that gives life to the branches. That's how we have the word in us. Colossians 3.16, which says that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. The word of Jesus Christ is wisdom if it's in us. That's what the word of, of Christ does. And this is how it becomes wisdom. Listen, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. This is how wisdom is conferred. It is when the Word of God dwells in you, when I go and study the Bible, I formulate the meaning of the text, and then I speak it in speech, delivering to you in the form that you can hear. You go home, you study the scripture, you find the words, you find the scripture, and you teach the church, you lead the church into worship. This is how wisdom is conferred. When we stand together, when we come together in the body of Jesus Christ, and when you're listening to the Word of God, when you worship God, this is where we get life and we get wisdom and we get understanding. This is important stuff that we do in the body of Jesus Christ. It's not just things that we do because of tradition. We get life when we come into the body of Christ. The body of Christ contains the living Word because God's Word is living through the Holy Spirit. So today, the body of Jesus Christ we, as the body of Jesus Christ, we contain the Word of God. We have the Word of God. But if the Word of God is not spoken, then it's not alive. The Word of God has to be spoken. I need to speak the Word of God. You need to speak the Word of God in your life, in your family, in your surrounding, for life and wisdom, or life is wisdom, to be conferred. Today we have the Church of God, and the Church of God is the tree. And in that tree are the branches who we are grafted into Christ. Now we bear fruit, and in that fruit is the seed of God, and that seed is the word of God. 
Now that seed, that olive, has to be broken up for that word to be broadcast. And that is our role, and that is who we have been called to, to be. We have been called to be the oracles of God. The word lego, L-E-G-O, came from the Greek word, which is the root word for logos, which is word or logic, which is the word that the word oracle is based on, and that is legion. Lego is foundation. It is the basic building block of everything. That's Lego. Logos is the word or is the logic, how things get built. Legion is how it is conferred. It is spoken. Jesus Christ is the logic. God is the foundation. Jesus Christ is the logic that we understand. And we are the vehicle in which this word is transmitted. We are the oracles. You are the oracles of God. If the word of God dwell in you, if the mystery of the kingdom of heaven is in you, then you are, when you speak the word of God, you are the oracles of God. You carry within you life. When you speak the word of God, you are transferring or you're conveying or you are propagating life to the hearer. Think about that. This is an awesome job to have. The oracle doesn't speak what he thinks. The oracle speaks what is inside, what is placed there. The oracle, the job of the oracle is to reveal the, the mystery. The oracle has the answer. The answer of what? Of mystery. The oracle serves a master. The oracle is not the master. The oracle is a vehicle, the agent in which the master is speaking through. That's who the oracle is. So when you come to an oracle and you're inquiring from the oracle, that's why the company Oracle is named Oracle, is when you ask it something, it goes and it finds and it gives you the answer. That's what Oracle is. It has to. That's the job of the oracle. You and I, we have a job of expounding the mystery of the Word of God. That's your job. That's your job and my job. When someone comes and says, explain to me how Jesus Christ saved me, your job as a faithful oracle of God would expound and give the answer to that question. That's what an oracle does. So as the oracle of God, we have the word of God, correct? Jesus Christ is the word. We have the word of God. Now, how do you get this interpretation? The word of God become it makes sense, and it comes out of us. How? But how do I, the pastor, brings out the interpretation of the word of God? Jesus Christ says this. All authority has been given to me. I charge you, meaning I give you that authority to, give, to go into all the worlds and preach the kingdom of God to all men. So Jesus Christ commissioned us, meaning he gave us his word. It is in us. The seed of God is in us. Now, he said also something else. He said, but wait until the Holy Spirit come upon you and give you power. The Holy Spirit plays the crucial role in our understanding of the scripture. You can give this Bible to anyone, they can read it, and they can explain to you what they read, but there's no power until the Holy Spirit comes and the Holy Spirit makes this word become alive in you. That is what we need. We need the Holy Spirit to come. When you hear Christ speaks, you need the Holy Spirit to interpret what the word means to us. As the oracle of God, and we need the Holy Spirit. 
First Peter four eleven. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. You are afraid to speak because you don't know whether whatever you speak is God's word or not. The reason why you're afraid is because you're not familiar with the Spirit of God. If you're working with the Spirit of God, if the Holy Spirit is teaching you, then you won't be afraid because when you speak, it is the Holy Spirit speaking through you. The Holy Spirit helps us speak through us. The Lord Jesus Christ is Logos. He is the Word. He is the logic. The Holy Spirit gives you the utterance. Okay? The utterance is Logion. Logion is oracle, is utterance. So you have this word in you, but this word remains dormant and it doesn't have a voice until you give voice to it. And that given voice to it is by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.11 says this, The things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So God has hidden the mystery of the gospel in plain text. This text contains the mystery of God. It's in plain sight. The best way to protect your privacy is not to hide it, but to put it out into the world. That's the best way. Because no one knows what to look for. If you hide, if you keep it in a vault, if you keep it somewhere, somebody is going to hack it. God has hidden the mystery of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel right here in plain sight in the text. No one can find it unless the Holy Spirit reveals the mystery to those who are called the oracles of God. Because no one knows God except for the Spirit of God. And we have been given the Spirit of God by Christ's promise. He said, I will give you my Spirit, and He will teach you. He promises us that. Now you'll be sitting there, and you'll be challenging what I'm talking to you right now. So you says, but I read the Bible, and I know that the Holy Spirit is supposed to teach me, but I still don't understand. What's missing? People, you don't have faith. That's what's missing. You don't have faith. If you have faith, then you will see the miraculous things, Jesus says. If you have faith, then you would say to this mountain, be you removed. Of course, you don't see the mountain. I see the mountain. You don't see the mountain. You have faith. You have no faith. Jesus says, if you have faith, mustard seed, then you will say, not only to this tree, but to that mountain, be you removed. It's faith. Jesus promised, do you believe in his promise? That he gives you the spirit. That he leads you, guides you, provides you with everything that you need. 1 Peter 4.11 If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. When you open your mouth, do you speak as God's spokesperson? If any man minister, let him do it as the ability in which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praised, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Think about your speech. Think about what you say. Think about the words that you speak. Think about what you're saying right now. Are you speaking as the oracle of God? Jesus Christ glorified through what you're saying. That's what the oracle is supposed to do. If you are an oracle of God, everything that you say should be praising, glorifying, revealing the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. The word oracle is logion. It means utterance. God's put the word in here. The Holy Spirit gives this word utterance, and we speak it. When I speak the word of God, I'm speaking as the oracle of God. 
When you speak the word of God, you are speaking as the oracle of God, and it should give praise and glory to Jesus Christ. It should make and reveal the kingdom of God. That's what the oracle is supposed to do. Christ is the wisdom of God, is the word, the logic. The Holy Spirit teaches us the mystery of God through the scriptures. We are called the oracles of God. We give voice to this mystery. That's your job. Imagine the churches, imagine the people in this church become oracles of God and begin to speak as God has instilled and put in them the word of God. It's a whole different world. The utterance of this mystery is the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we speak as the oracle of God, we speak Jesus Christ. We glorify him. Ephesians 6.19 says, And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. God's using the oracles of God to make known the mystery of the gospel. That's our job. That's what we are here to do. God has given us the mystery, and you are the agents, or you are the oracles, in whom God will speak to reveal the mystery of the kingdom of God. That's who you are. That's what we are called to do. The Apostle Paul says that I may open my mouth boldly. Boldly. I ask you, if I ask you to come up here and speak the word of God, would you do it? If you have the boldness, or the audacity to do it, if you believe in the Holy Spirit working in you and giving you that voice, if you believe that the mystery of the kingdom of heaven is revealed when you step in front and say, I'm here, I'm ready to be used. God will use, that's what faith is. That's what it means to believe. The oracle of God is an instrument that the Holy Spirit uses to reveal the mystery of the gospel unto man. You and I, we have that responsibility. We need to take this gospel with the Holy Spirit revealing when you open your mouth, you know what? When I stand here, of course, I think, I do my research at home. I spend a whole week thinking and formulating this message. But when I stand up here, I'm completely yielded to the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit says now, there is also part of me speaking here as well. But whatever is working in your lives, in your mind, in your heart, is the Holy Spirit. It's not me. We are an instrument that God's used and that the mystery of the gospel is revealed to you. You have to believe that. I have to believe that. Otherwise, I would have given up already. Because so many of you sleep, so many of you don't pay attention, so many of you don't care. It's disheartening, isn't it? But I have to believe that the gospel is working through the Holy Spirit, not just in me, but in you. Confirming, ordaining, and performing the word of God in your life like planting the seed. If, if the sower go out to sow and worries that his seed, that he spread the seed somewhere doesn't grow, so he just keep holding on to the bag of seed and never go sow, nothing get planted. But as the sower go out to sow, he got to just do it. Maybe 99.999% of those that are out there are going to ignore you. You still have to Think about that, 1%. It's the 1% that Christ is after. Is it the 1% that we are after? It's the one that got lost. And that's why we do it. That's what love is. If, if everyone responds, if everyone is attentive, and you do it, it's not love, it's, it's gratification. But if no one 
hears, if no one responds and you still do it, it has to be love, isn't it? The church has been entrusted with this great mandate and we have been commissioned by Jesus Christ. He's given us himself, the word, to preach the gospel. We have been called to be the oracles of God. Now it's time for us to study. The Holy Spirit cannot work. Think about you playing some game on your, your phone, your AirPods, and you're playing games. In the back of your mind, you're thinking the Holy Spirit will work with you all the time. You think the Holy Spirit starts interjecting your game, gaming experience and put thoughts of God into your head and say, you know, this is how the gospel works, this is how the kingdom of God works. Do you think that's how the... No, it's when you spend laborious time. You spend time in the Word of God. You sit there, you read, you research, you do your study, you pray. That's when the Holy Spirit shows up and starts speaking to you. It's not when you are out there having fun and the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you. Ooh, that's cool. The Holy Spirit doesn't work that way. We need to do our part. We need to know the Word of God. Then the Holy Spirit comes and then reveal the Word to you. Because we have a mandate. Jesus Christ says, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to all men. We are the oracles of God, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your life that you have given to us, for the mandate, the charge, your love. And God, is there any greater work than to be able to bring a soul into the kingdom of God? But that you have commissioned us to do this very important task that we are called to bring souls into your kingdom and by your grace. Give us the utterance, Lord, that we may speak the gospel and the mystery boldly. Give us the faith that we know that the Holy Spirit will speak even though in our minds we don't have a clue what we're saying. Give us the hope that those who hear will be moved by your Spirit, that they will grow that the seed is good, that the land is good, and that in due time it will grow and become prosperous. Thank you for all those who are here, those who are listening. I pray that they are called into the fellowship of the oracles of God, and that you begin to use them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.